We're going to have a good time. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Casi Adulting, el podcast. I'm Anais, your host with my wonderful, Leo-centric, fiery co-host, Fatima. And today we have a special guest. Janet Gomez joins us from Southern California. And we're really excited to get to know her better. Honestly, we've just seen each other on Instagram. Also from the ARI program, if you haven't noticed a theme that we only really recruit people from the ARI program. So. <laughs> All right. The ARI program. But yeah, she's a mom. She's a business owner. And we're really excited to get to know her better. I think this is one of the first people that we've talked to that we don't know on a personal level, but we're really excited to bloom this friendship. And she's going to teach us a little bit about how to be an adult because she's a great mom of two girls. And Fatima and I barely can take care of ourselves. Barely take care of ourselves. (laughs) Yep. I literally text Fatima all the time, like, how do I, how do I, like, live sometimes? But, Janet, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, where you live, what you like to do, all the good stuff. Hello. Thank you both so much for having me. And I hate to break it to you, but adulting is just hard in general. So (laughs) I hope I can bring wisdom, but barely. I always say I'm surviving and thriving. But my name is Janet Gomez, and I'm the founder of a creative consulting studio by name by Jan Spring Design, where we specialize in social media management and product styling. I am also the co-founder of Las Mamacitas, a local women's network here in Los Angeles, where I'm based out of where we create amazing networking events for business owners, women in any season of their lives. And it's really just a space to give them um, the tools needed to succeed and grow in their businesses and in life in general. I am a mom to two beautiful girls, Juliana and Leah, ages eight and four. And I am also a wife. I've been with my husband since the age of 16. We wow. celebrated our 10 year wedding anniversary in August and we've been together. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> it's been it's been the journey. It's been a journey. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't imagine. Good for you. I love that. <laughs> I love love. High school sweethearts. It is difficult. Um, especially for my husband and I, since we've been together so young, it's really getting to know each other in different seasons of our lives, you know. Sixteen mm-hmm. year old Janet to twenty to twenty five, now in my thirties, and vice versa for my husband as well. So it's been it's been interesting, but the the great partnership and the love is still there and the understanding is there. So we balance each other really well. He's the cook. I love to host. I love to decorate clean. So <laughs> it's a perfect balance yeah. between us two. I need that. I need a cook. I can't cook. Steph. You know what? I always joke that I'm I'm Mexican and my husband's half Salvadorian, half Guatemalan. And you would Ooh. think some people yeah, you would think he'll be happy with some frijolitos. No, he likes his steak. He likes his salmon. <laughs> I'm happy with my frijoles, my huevos, my tortillas, like everything. And so I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that he's a cook or else he'd be extremely disappointed <laughs> with my <laughs> cookie skill. So we, again, good balance between us two. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Too. So let's talk a little bit about social media, which is how we met you. Um, so like Anais said, you were in the Aerie program. That's what we all did. That's how we met. That's when I started following you. But tell us a little bit more about how you started social media and, you know, how you got into the Airy program and like how it's grown since then for you. It's really a trickle effect. So I when after I had my first daughter in 2015, I had huge baby blues. I was in a slump. I felt down every day. I would look at a wall and I would cry. <laughs> I was like, what can I do to make you feel better? And I've always been the creative. I've always loved even when blogging really wasn't a thing. It was something that I was enjoying doing. And then obviously it became very popular. Um, so from there, I met my co-founder for Las Mamacitas, right? And everything just blossomed between creating these networking events. And that is really where the seed was planted to start social media, to 
be present more, to connect more with my community and our community in general for Las Mamacitas. Um, and in creating more content is when Ari found me and they sent me a DM, which believe it or not, I almost did not believe it. I almost did not even acknowledge the DM because you hear these. I mean, I don't really acknowledge much with brands and DMs because you just never know. Uh, <laughs> I almost didn't believe it, but I went ahead and I connected and I was actually, this was actually the first year that they had area ambassadors. Um, mm -hmm. So back then, I think there wasn't even a hundred of us. So it was just amazing to see it grow to what it was, to what it is now. Um, and so just like all the incredible OB. people. Yeah, I am. I am. I am. No. <laughs> did you go to that retreat in, Pens in Pennsylvania? I did not because when they reached out to me, I was actually pregnant with my second daughter. And mm. I remember I was probably like two weeks before um, giving birth. And I was just, I, I couldn't risk it. I'm like, I am not about yeah. to give birth somewhere yeah, outside, of, outside of my doctors. Yeah, but I wish, I wish I could go back because that was the only time they ever did that, I believe. So mm -hmm. it's something I do. I do wish I could go back and just go for it. But I, I heard it was such an incredible time. So Las Mamacitas came before your sort of like personal social media account? In a way, yes. I was already creating content. And then once I recreated Las Mamacitas, it really was just such a beautiful creative outlet for me to create content, not just for my page, but for our Mamacitas page. Um, and then from there is where it was even more of an inspiration to start my business full time. Um, mm -hmm. I was working for eight, almost eight years as a jewelry fashion designer and merchandiser. Um, it was a wholesale jewelry company. We used to sell to big box stores like JCPenney, Nordstrom's, Tilly's, you name it. Um, and it was a very toxic working environment. It was just terrible. It was one of those type of jobs that I would stay in my car when I arrived and had to take a deep breath, say a little prayer and just <laughs> hope for the best because uh, my boss was just terrible to me. Um, and then after I got laid off, it was just another blessing in disguise. I moved on to being a marketing coordinator for a local shopping center here in Los Angeles. And after that is where I really saw a huge void in my community. It was during COVID times too. So I saw all of these businesses, all of my friends, women owned businesses that were struggling to create content, create their content calendars, shoot the content, post it and do it all over again week after week. Mm -hmm. And after I've done so much on the marketing side for the shopping center, and I mean everything, I was putting together their events. And if you ever put an event together, there's just so many logistics. And especially when it's in that capacity, there's a lot of safety regulations that you need to follow, the laws, the rules of the city. Um, so when I was doing that and doing everything for their marketing, their LinkedIn, their Facebook, their Instagram, and creating content for them as well. I told myself, I can definitely do this on my own. And that is when I finally decided to take a chance on my own. I quit that job and really decided to go full on with my business full time. That's amazing. Uh, tell us a little bit more about these Mamacita events. Do you pick a location? Do you work with local businesses? How frequent are they? Things like that. Our favorite thing about Las Mamacitas is that we love to collaborate with local businesses, especially when it comes to where we host them. We like to really go specifically after a Latino owned businesses because that's where we thrive and that's the, the businesses that we want to support and amplify the platform more for. Um, so it really depends on, we always say if things align, we'll host an event. So we don't always have something planned per se, but we, but something might come along the way, like a brand wants to work with us or a venue wants to host something with us and it aligns with our mission. We will 100% go after it. Um, for the most part now, currently, we only do about two events a year. And that really comes from what happened with COVID. Pre-COVID, mm -hmm. we were doing up to 12 events a year, 13 events. We were doing a lot. And yeah. my my the co my co-founder and myself, we found how much of a burnout we were giving ourselves. We were stretching mm -hmm. ourselves thin. We were moms to two little girls. She also has two little girls. So it just it it really it really made us feel like we were our mental wellness wasn't there anymore. Um and that is why even right now for our Mamacitas event, you'll see a huge huge um the wellness component is amplified 
a huge emphasis on mental health is amplified at all, all of our events, only because we know all too well what it's like to have anxiety, to, you know, just go through such a hard time being business owners, taking care of your home, taking care of your kids, and then still trying to take care of your community. Because taking care of your community always comes with a big weight as well, because we want to make sure that what we take, what we bring to our community is well worth for our events. And we want to make sure that our community is happy with what we bring to them as well. Um, so for right now, it's only two times a year and we love to collaborate with local businesses. And that is where we also at every event, you'll see our Mamacita Market, which is all women-owned businesses to come and sell their products. Um, that's just one other way where we like to support them and go, you know, one more mile for our community. Um, and then we also do activations. We always like to engage our guests to fund activities during the event. So we have a, one coming up this Sunday. It's a vision board workshop. But um, I wanted to do the activations, like almost like a journey, like the tools that you need for your mental health to take care of yourself on the inside. So you're able to be able to just do your goals and work on your goals and accomplish those goals. So you'll see that you're going to have an affirmation station, a manifestation station. You're going to have a, a, a station where you create your own scent. You know, every morning I like to burn my sage. I like to spray yeah, my favorite spray in my room and it just really sets the tone for the day. Um, we're also going to have a, a sound bath. And I also asked um, the woman who's going to host the sound bath to also give practical tips on because nobody has the luxury right of doing a sound bath every morning. I mean, I wish we could, but it really is. I want I want people to leave with practical tips on breathing exercises that maybe you can do for we could do for ourselves every morning to start off our day. So it's just really we love to go the extra mile. And we always say, of course, our events are to come and learn, but we love to have a good time. So you'll always see us with our mimosas or have the music on because what is you you want to learn, but you also want to have a good time. So um, not to toot our own horn, but we always like to say you will never come to our event and feel awkward. You will never come to our event and not feel walk. I will most likely, with permission, I'll go and hug, hug you because <laughs> I'm a hugger. Um, and it just it's such a it says a lot to who we are on how our guests feel at our events. And the world is big, but the community is small. And I know just how much it is to go to an event and feel awkward and feel out of place and feel like you want the, the world to kind of like, you know, eat you alive while you're at an event and nobody wants to talk to you. So that's something that we have promised ourselves at our Mamacitas event that nobody should ever feel left out or out of place. Okay, wow. You just said so many amazing things. I'm like, I don't even know what I want to follow up with first. First of all, let me know when the next event is because I'm not that far. And I have a lot of family Fatima, in LA. I would so love to have you. We actually, I would be so hosted, happy to be there. So we hosted a big one in September. I want to go even bigger with God's help by the end of this year, September, October, get a okay. big sponsor and just, you know, really make make the event even longer. Our events are usually four hours. I really want to make this like five to six hours and just really pack it with a lot of knowledge, a lot of great speakers and, you know, just great energy, which is all, yeah. what matters at the end of the day. I'm there. I'll, I'm I'm keeping tabs on you, so I'll be there. Um, but <laughs> no, I wanted. I feel like what you said about like taking care of yourself so that you can take care of the community and like show up for the community is so important because I think that we all want to do our part and we all want to help and we all know you know representation is so important or you know like bringing people together or showing people like what the community is all about um is something that i'm pretty sure all of us care about but there comes a lot of burden with that and like a lot of pressure that you put on yourself that you're like i need to do this and i need to represent my community and i need to be a voice for them so like how do you deal with that about like you know wanting to do it but then also the pressure that like sometimes comes with it and like taking care of yourself while doing that work too you know sometimes i just put myself in a fetal position and cry no i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> i'm kidding you i'm not kidding that's real um, it, that's real it does it is a lot of stress and it's not easy it is absolutely not easy to host these events especially when you do it so intentional anyone can not anyone, but a lot of people could put events together. And when you don't have a, the love behind it, a purpose or the intention behind it, you know, it really is felt throughout the event. Um, so one of my biggest things is exactly how you mentioned just taking care of myself, which is 
one of the biggest things I actually need to practice more this year. Um, even though I've done amazing along the way in my journey, there's always more that I can do, especially when I'm stretched thin. I, perfect example this week with my event this Sunday and then, you know, just taking care of my girls and doing all the things and still doing the things that I need to do for my business. Um, but it's just so important to take time for myself. And by that, I mean by myself. No okay. kids, no husband, nothing. And that is something that I just cherish so deeply when I have those moments. And one of the biggest things I just need to learn is to just shut my phone off, like completely, mm -hmm. because I'll have, you know, people texting me or I, I mean, I have three big accounts that I run. They're they're big to me. I'm not saying they're big, <laughs> but they I have are big. Yeah, I have big. my my personal and I have mamacitas. And you can only imagine the comments I want to answer to, the DMs I want to answer to. So it is a lot at times. But I one of the biggest things that always comes back to my mind is when my dad. Um, so quick story time. When I first quit my job, my corporate job, I only had about two to three clients. You know, your girl has bills to pay. I have a family too. Even though my husband's working too, we live in LA. It's not the cheapest city to live in. So I was so stressed out trying to get clients. And I like to share the story because I want people to know that being a business owner is not, it's not easy. It's not. And I say it because people see me on social media and they're always like, Jenny, you make it look so easy. Like, how are you doing it all? I see you doing this. I see you doing that. But no, it's, we all go through our bad moments. We just don't share it as much. Although I like to share more than not, like the mess in my office. I like to share like when my girls are sick, you know, because it, not everything's perfect. And when I first quit my job, I was under a lot of stress trying to get these clients in that I ended up having a major panic attack. It was the first panic attack I've ever had. And I seriously felt like I was dying. Um, I had told my husband, you need to call 911 because I think I'm having a heart attack. He ended up mm -hmm. calling. I'm like, you know what? Call my dad so he could come and take care of the girl so you can call. You can take me to the hospital. And then I told him, you know what? Just give me five minutes. Like, let me take a deep breath. And I'm so happy that my dad didn't listen. Him and my stepmom and, the, and I don't want to cry, but they ended up coming to my house and I just, I seriously couldn't breathe. I would lay down. I would feel like there was so much weight on me. I couldn't, I couldn't think. It was almost like an outer body experience. And I remember mm -hmm. my stepmom came and she hugged me and she's like, Janet, you just need to cry. Like, llora. Like, déjalo todo ir. I'm like, what do you mean cry? Like, I'm dying. I'm dying here now. He's like, no, you need to cry. And I started crying and I cried like a baby, like a baby. And I felt like the room was quiet. My, my daughters were in their room. It was just myself, my husband, my dad, and my stepmom. And I was, they were just there to support me. And I, I, I want to say I cried for like almost an hour. And my dad has always told me, like, Mika, like, if you don't have your health, how do you think you're going to be able to take care of your daughters? How do you think you're even going to be able to handle your business? Like, if you're mm -hmm. not even taking care of yourself and your mental health, like, at the end of the day, money's just money and it'll flow to you as you get more experience and you get more clients, but you can't do this to yourself. So I always take myself back to that time because even now, although I haven't had a panic attack and since then I still come through my anxiety attacks and it comes even more so obviously when I'm really busy, but I always take myself back to that time where Janet, if you don't have your health, if you're not good mentally, how are you going to take care of your community? How are you going to take care of my, your girls, your family, you know, and how are you going to be able to move forward? So it's really just, that was such an opening for me and an uh, eye opening for me to really know that, okay, I need to take better care of myself. And I literally, it's little moments. I'm not going to say I take all day off because it's impossible for me right as of right now. Um, but I do take small moments for myself, whether it's waking up early to enjoy my cup of coffee. And I know it sounds so little, but those tiny little moments mean a lot and i can accomplish mm -hmm. a lot when i do take those little moments to myself um i wish i could say i journal often that's on my list this year <laughs> hopefully i'll get around to it but you know it really is those small moments i even just yesterday i stopped for just five minutes and i took some breathing i i, I took some breath so some breaths you know so so i did a little breathing exercise and that even helped me make me feel better and even just before this interview i was like you know what i've had a day i'm gonna go take a nap which is very <laughs> rare but i did take a 20 minute nap and that made all the difference for me so i hope that answers your question right? i just it's yeah. just it's hard to really say 
how to take care of yourself. It really is just taking those little moments for yourself to really make sure that you are resting and you are taking that time. Thank you for sharing that story with us. I think even just like opening up about that is really big. And I feel like, you know, we can probably have a whole nother deep dive into mental health and our community and like how hard Mm -hmm. it is to talk about it sometimes. So I feel like you just coming on here and even sharing that like will probably mean a lot to someone or like have an impact and that's really what we're trying to do here so yeah, thank, thank you, you. Mm-hmm. to your dad because i feel like a lot of yes dads especially like latino latino dads like they don't get it and they've never to them i don't know i think it's always portrayed as like we can't be vulnerable and he was like allowing you to be vulnerable yeah i don't want to cry again but my dad's amazing and he wasn't always like this he was very like machista in a way when I was younger. And it's mm-hmm. just incredible how our relationship has changed into my 20s and even more into my 30s. Like I go to him for all my advice, any advice I need. I go to my dad, my dad. Um, and he's just incredible. And it just it, for me, it's always been a sign. Like even though I didn't have the best relationship with him when I was little or into my teenage years, it's it's so beautiful to see the relationship I do have with him now. So you know- thank you both so so much yeah do you know like what changed or did he do any work on himself or therapy or or anything because i think that's a really great um it can feel like the silver lining or like the light at the end of the tunnel for a lot of Mm -hmm. people who have those relationships with their parents you know i think it really took vulnerability from the both of us um me being more open to him talking about our feelings which i think is huge because in my family we don't extended family we don't talk about our feelings really and that's something that um my both my dad and i we've been trying to be more open on um and i really think it's just him his relationship with god even you know on a more spiritual level and just him going to church more and just really valuing the relationship that he has now with his kids and now with his grandkids like it's just such a beautiful thing to see but i really think it's also i mean and he's i mean he's an older man right but the maturity level sometimes just changes through your seasons too that you go through um in adulthood as well so i think it just really is the vulnerability that we both opened up for each other um i like to to be super honest with him about my feelings and things that might upset me or things that might have happened in the family um and it's just really the relationship that has evolved i i can't say it was just one thing i know he has not gone to therapy i would <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we should, I wish we could do like a whole family session uh, therapy, but yeah. you know, we've done pretty good for ourselves for sure. How is, um, you don't have to like dive into your, to your marriage, but is that something you see in your husband too, or something that's changed again, since you've been together, since you were 16? You know, what's incredible is that I feel my husband and I, we've both matured so much together that we've kind of, I've told him like, these are the things that I wish my parents would have done. My parents did an incredible job, mm-hmm. right? But we always have learning experiences that, okay, yeah. my parents didn't do this for me. I want to do this for my girls. So I always tell them like, hey, like my dad never did this to me, for me. Like you should do this for the girls, you know? And it's also for him, like eye-opening, like you're right. Like I should do this for the girls. And it's even something as small as, you know, when the time comes and uh, maybe too much TMI, but when they do get their time of the month, when they do get their periods, you know, I don't want that to be such a taboo conversation between us. I want them to feel just as comfortable to approach him as they do for me. And it's just the type of relationship that I want all of us to have as a family communication and respect, which I think it's so important between us as parents and them as children. Um, I always apologize to my girls when I know I've done a mistake and he does the same because their their feelings are valid. They're little kids, but their feelings are valid and they want to feel like they're important. They want to feel like their feelings are being heard. So I think it's just the both of us both evolving together and great communication. I over communicate. So <laughs> that's oh, the beauty. That's the beauty of, of <laughs> raising the Latinas of the future and like, you know, putting that Amen. out there. And that's incredible. I'm like moved right now. I'm going to cry. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, it's just so important. I mean, I always tell people my girls are going to be the confidence they're going to have at such a, at the age they have now. I don't even think I had when I was a teenager. So I oh, can't even oh, imagine. Oh. I can't even imagine the type of confidence they're going to have into their 20s and 30s. They are going to conquer the world. I love that. And and it goes for all women raising amazing, incredible 
kids, boys and girls, it's just going to be such an incredible moment when I see all of these kids grow up with kindness, you know, and that's so important mm-hmm. to teach our kids as well. Like you're raising these great girls to be confident. Um, and there is kind of a formula that we were raised on, like raising, like being raised in Latina, like Latin families. What more like traditional things are you passing on to your girls or like kind of parenting styles, uh, things like that, that, you know, will kind of continue to them and and maybe their children one day? You know, one of the biggest thing for me is food. Um, I know that, Mm -hmm. but for me, food is so important. Like I even, so they're more connected to their Mexican side, but I told my husband, I want them to know their Guatemalan and their Salvadorian side too. So, um, when his grandmother passed away last year, I told him I would love to go with your family to El Salvador so they can see that side. And we did end up going and it's such a beautiful Fatima. I don't know if you've ever been, but El Salvador is absolutely beautiful. I can't wait to go back. And it's such a beautiful experience. So I want them to always be surrounded by food and the culture, the language, uh, which unfortunately, obviously I speak predominantly in English. I do. I speak Spanish as well, but for me, I just really want them to at least know some type of Spanish too. I always want the language to be present in them, uh, whether it's them knowing the mi- minimum, but it's always something very important for me as well. Um, and some of the things that my I grew up with my parents is just always, I miss the simplicity of when I was a child. And by that, I mean, no electronics. I, I mean, not having the iPad, not having the phone. So I always want to make it a point where we do things that really signify not only for our culture, but just as a family to always be present and to have those moments. And it doesn't need to be long hours of those moments, but just intentional moments where we are present as a family. And I have a huge family. My dad is one of eight. They're all here in LA. So I always want them to be around family. Um, we go to Mexico often. We we're here by the border pretty much. We go to Ensenada often, um, where they're always exposed to the music, the colors, the food, you know, all of it. I am a proud Latina and I always want my girls to know exactly where they're from. One of my biggest things is that I always want so my oldest, she's a little bit on a darker skin. I always want her to know her skin is absolutely beautiful. My younger one has more of a fair skin and I know that growing up even for me, I've been fair skinned, but growing up, I know for children that were in a darker complexion, they didn't always feel confident, you know, and I even know of people right now that don't really like their darker complexion, you know, and I always want my girls to be so proud of their color, of their culture, their surroundings, and I want them to feel always proud and, and to show kindness too to those people around her and, and the kids and their friends and everything i can't emphasize kindness enough because i just feel some people are just kids are so cruel right now in school sometimes that i'm like i want if anything i want you to be that change in school where you see someone being bullied and you stand up for that person um but yeah i'm sorry sometimes i go on a little dad joke no, now i'm gonna no. cry so you know thank you for that <laughs> no but that's so beautiful like i i can't even no like literally i'm like now i'm getting emotional (laughs) it's just there's something really beautiful about like showing people and showing young people and and young girls especially to just be like proud of who they are and like what they Mm -hmm. look like and what you're saying about the skin tone is like so important and is so like prevalent in our community and i remember you know i think i'm more on the fair side of like brown but I remember like in the summer you get really tan, right? And there's mm-hmm. like people who are like, oh, like don't go in the sun. Like you're going to get yeah. dark, like as if that's a bad thing, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, you have to kind of, when you grow up with that, you have to unlearn that like when you're older. And so I had to unlearn it. And now I'm like in the summer, I'm like, I want to get as dark as I can possibly get, <laughs> like get my tan, like, you know, like all these things. And like, you know, to have that mm-hmm. at home and to have people um, like you who are mothers and who are kind of instilling that. And like, we talk about our nieces and nephew all the time. I have two nieces Anais has a nephew and like with them, I'm like, I'm not their mother, <laughs> even though I feel like I am because I love them so much. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, you know, like, I'm just like, you guys are, you're beautiful. You have so much to be proud of. Both of them are fully Latina on both sides. Like, you know, and so I think it's just, it's so important for us to, to say that, but also to model that through like our own behavior, Mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like I kind of want to ask you a little bit about like self-love and how you kind of like 
embrace your identity as a proud Latina and like, you know, how you enter the world through that as well? Well, I'm a Latina that has curves. For sure, Las Curvas. <laughs> <laughs> and they've only gotten more pronounced since having kids. Uh, but I think that's, and I'm going to be completely transparent. It does has been my biggest struggle since having my second child and just overeating through stress. I actually like to binge eat. And what I mean, I like to open chips. I like to open two bags, three bags. I'll open how many because I am stressed. And it's just one of the biggest struggles that I've had. I'm at my heaviest right now. But one of the biggest things is I love fashion. I love to dress up. Mm -hmm. So just because I might not feel entirely happy with the way I look right now, but I'm working on it, I am going to make sure I look damn good no matter where I go because I want to feel good about myself. So I've heard women that say like, oh, I don't want to go shopping because I'm not happy with my body. I'm like, this is where you should go shopping. Go find Mm -hmm. something that you feel really good in that you feel so confident in. And even though my clothes are a little bit snugged right now, I want to make sure that I at least feel good where I'm going. So my husband's always like, are you going to go buy an outfit for an event? I'm like, I sure am. I sure am because I want to feel good in what I wear. I love myself and I love the way I look. I'm just not, I know I could feel even better. And I want to get to that moment, that moment too, where I don't necessarily look at a number in a scale. It really is where I feel comfortable with what I'm wearing. I feel comfortable with my clothes. So I'm, I'm a work in pro a beautiful work in progress right now. Um, but that's just one of my things. And then another thing that's been happening to me again, since I've had my children is excessive or I'm blaming it on my girls. Maybe it's hormones, but <laughs> excessive hair loss, uh, chunks, literally chunks. Mm. And it would come to a point where I would cry every time I shower. Like even now, every time I wash my hair, I tell my husband, you know, not, you know, not to come knocking on my door because I'm going to be in there for at least an hour because wash day is just a whole other struggle. But I, these are vulnerabilities, which is just a perfect example. These are great vulnerabilities with boundaries. Of course, if you feel comfortable to share on social media, because you have no idea how many people I decided to share one day about my hair loss. And every time I do share about it, you have no idea how many people tell me I have the same problem. They share their tips. They're like, oh my gosh, like I'm so sorry you're going through this. Like I have someone that went through it as well and they tried X, Y, and Z. So being vulnerable on social media to connect with your community is so important as well. Again, I always say, and with my clients too, that I work with for social media management with boundaries, whatever they feel comfortable with. But I always like to share vulnerability in a way to connect with other people because it's so important. And when you're being vulnerable, people get to see a more real self of who you are as a person versus just the social media manager or just Jan Spring, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that as well. I mean, it's hard. And I feel like the, the Aerie program was like a way to kind of share a lot of that and like mm-hmm. body image and struggles and yeah, positivity. Aerie. And, you know, they're the kind Aerie of in, master, They need to come back. Yeah, <laughs> they're a little bit in trouble right now for some posts that they shared. So <laughs> awkward. Um, but <laughs> I think that a lot of the ambassadors like embodied that. And I, you know, mm-hmm. I felt like when I was going through my like self-love body image, like, you know, I grew up in like a bigger body and kind of struggled with that. And so it wasn't until probably like 1920 that I was like starting to feel a little more comfortable. And then the Aerie Mm -hmm. program came around and like, that was my way of going through that process. And so, yeah, like what you're saying about sharing and being vulnerable, I think brings a lot of people in because I got so many messages from people being like, oh, like me too. And like, thank you for sharing that. And like, you know, Anais, you also um, share a lot about kind of like the things that you're struggling with. So yeah, I mean, even yesterday, like it's because body love and body neutrality, positivity, like it's an everyday journey, especially with Mm -hmm. a lot of shopping being done online and it feels like you're either a like there's either models that are a size zero to two or it's like plus size and so when you're in the middle and you're like Mm -hmm. trying to figure out um what fits and what you know what you could wear like I got this dress for my birthday and like it didn't fit my back and instead and I knew and in the past, I've had meltdowns. I remember putting on a dress for prom and having an absolute meltdown. And my grandma feeling so like, she was like, what do you want to do? Like, do you want to go to Taco Bell? And like, I knew she meant it as like, do you want to be comforted? Mm-hmm. 
and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you're really going to ask me if I want Taco Bell? And like, and now I just like take a deep breath. I'm like, I can return the dress. It's not meant for my, for me. Like it doesn't, the dress didn't move. It was sequence. It was mm-hmm. like a disco ball with like bows. Like it didn't move. Like there's no way. Like, and as much as I work out and, and do that, like I, I can't fit into something that is not made for my body. Like, unfortunately, mm-hmm. like I, there's other options out there. There's other, you know, and I hate going shopping now or like online. It's just kind of dreadful. Cause you're like, I just want to wear your, wear like athleisure all the time because i know it's gonna fit even like shopping on amazon to me is so frustrating because you read the reviews or things like that and you just can't put something cheap on at least i can't do like really cheap material or Mm -hmm. because it won't fit my boobs like it won't if it doesn't stretch or it doesn't like it won't look good and i'm not gonna feel good and i'm not gonna wear it and so it's just like kind of talking yourself down Mm -hmm. from that being like i need to go online right now and return this and like do that right away i even texted fatima like even if i'm just saying it to say it out loud to like feel better i'm like hey the dress didn't fit like that's okay like i'm looking for another dress i'm i'm pivoting Mm -hmm. like i gave myself time and just like the one thing i don't do though is i don't go and i don't work out right after a dress doesn't fit or like go the next day and like try to do a billion things like i think before i would like well i'm gonna go for a run and like the thing is is that my back is not gonna go from this to like thinner and Mm -hmm. even like three weeks that's like a big year change and i just have a wide back so they can like support my boobs like that's just like what it is and yeah and so just kind of like we're talking yourself like working yourself down and like having that love like even my boyfriend was like i didn't really like that dress like i it it doesn't do anything for me and being like okay like the people around me are not they're not judging me they're judging the dress and like that's kind of what it comes Mm -hmm. down to but yeah it's hard when you look and all these models are five ten and up and 120 pounds and you're like that my body does not succeed is my body is stressed in anything under than like the weight i am now yeah i saw something once that was like no like when you're walking down the street like nobody knows the size of jeans that you're wearing Mm -hmm. and i feel like for me it was like when i had to like size up in something because it didn't fit i was like like i want to die like it was the worst feeling in the world and i feel like Mm -hmm. i finally got to a place where it's like first of all sizing is so messed up like you can have like five different sizes at five different stores and they all fit completely different so i was just like this is bs like this doesn't fit my body i need a size up it's chill let's keep it moving i like these pants i want to wear them you know and like it's so hard to get to that point and still like i still struggle with it you know like i'll Mm -hmm. order something online maybe and it comes and it doesn't fit and i'm like oh my god you know but it really is like you have to talk yourself down and be like this is okay like if i need another size that doesn't mean anything that doesn't reflect on me but it is it is really hard so i remember the moment i had to size up in my jeans I literally just had to pretty much tell myself, Janet, you need to do this for yourself because I was in denial for the longest time. I'm like, my mm-hmm. jeans are going to fit me. But let me just tell you, when I went inside, I believe it was American Eagle. When I went inside and I tried on those jeans, it was so amazing to yeah. actually try on jeans that fit me. So it really is just knowing how to dress for your body, importantly. And just so that, you know, talk to yourself and say like, okay, I'm not that size anymore. What can I buy for myself that's going to make me feel good and make me look good as well? You know, which I think it's key. And I just love this time and age too, where there's just so many resources for us too. Mm-hmm. There's so much support and there's influencers out there who have bodies like ours too, that really amplify, you know, not the skinny, you know, 120 pound woman, but more so someone that speaks to all of us, especially yeah. to us Latinas who are, you know, on the heavier side. And it's just telling ourselves it's going to be okay while we were while we are a work in progress, you know, and it's totally okay to do, be like that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Girls, I love this conversation, by the way. So authentic. Well, we it's had so like beautiful. all these questions and like, I'm really like, yeah, yeah we don't even need them. <laughs> yeah, so, like, It's been such a natural conversation. I love it. It's what we like to do here an entrepreneur and like you said you're managing like your personal account as a creative and a content creator and then las mamacitas and you know your business so how do you kind of balance that with 
being a mom and just like being a young woman and a wife and a daughter and all the things, you know, like, how do you, how do you do that? This or is a hard question. <laughs> yeah. And this is a hard question because there is no set routine for me. And I know it sounds terrible, but there could be a day where I have to wake up at five in the morning and then I have to wake up my girls at six. And, or 6.40 around there and just focus on them to get them ready for, for school. My husband usually drops them off and then I'm uh, I'm again on my computer. And then I could be working all the way until like six in the evening, seven, which I know is terrible, which I'm trying to do better of. But I try to be very intentional when I am with my girls. Um, so when I do spend time with them, excuse me, I am only spending time with them. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not checking to see if someone's texting me. I'm not checking my emails. I'm not checking social media. I want them to know that I'm present just for them. And I love to have conversations with my girls. Um, I ask them questions about their day. So it's just little things like that that make all the difference. And I've told my girls, just because mommy's home doesn't mean I can take breaks. I treat my business like as, as if I was still working a corporate job. Because my business deserves that type of respect. It deserves that type mm-hmm. of respect as if I still was working for someone. So I kid you not, I still pretend like I have a boss. And I'm like, my boss is going to ask me at the end of the day, what did I accomplish? Like, what am I going to tell her? And mm-hmm. it really is that. I These are my office hours. And this is what I'm trying to do. I, I call my oldest Juju. I'm like, Juju, like, I could be in an office right now. But I'm here. I could I could be home with you, but I'm still working. So give mommy some time until the end of the day. Obviously, I feed them. I, I do all the things that they need. But at the end of the day, I make sure I give every aspect of my life the respect that they deserve. So my business, mm-hmm. I give that the respect. My girls, I give them that respect. My marriage, we still need to work on like date nights and all of that because it's so hard. But I try, we try to be intentional too when we spend time together, my husband and I. And obviously, some time too for my family, my extended family. I'm very close to my parents, to my brothers, um, and I have a little half sister. So I try to be as intentional with everyone as I am about with every little aspect. And that goes with like my friends, my community. Um, and it's so hard to say, how do you do it all? Because some days, it's just just work, 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 because I'm in a mm-hmm. crunch time, there's deadlines or whatnot. But then there's other days where I just try to be very, there's other days where I'm able to be intentional. And when I'm with my girls, I'm with my girls. I'm not, again, I'm very transparent right now. It's just a very hard time where I can really spend a lot of time doing things, even with the family, because I am all the departments in my business. Mm-hmm. I do absolutely everything. And it's not just for Janspring. It's Janspring Design. So with that comes for my clients, all of their accounts. And then I have Mamacitas, which is obviously such a huge platform too that we have for our community. So it's hard to really try to see where is it that I can take breaks here and there. But that is actually one of the things that I promised myself where I want to do more outings with my girls. I told my husband, we don't need to spend money. We could go on a hike. Let's go on a neighborhood walk. And these are ways that I am able to spend more intentional time with my family. But it is hard. Because I run, I have all the hats on for my businesses. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's the goal. At the end of this year, pretty much, I have a goal that I want to make a certain amount of money for my business. And with that, has growth in my team. So I recently just hired a product stylist who's going to be helping me um, on all of my photo shoots. I have my assistant that helps me with my content, with my caption writing. Um, I'm pro- probably going to onboard someone else fairly new because for me, one of my biggest things that I love about my business is that I don't have to focus on just one thing. I can have other streams of income doing something that can help the entire community. Like perfect example, I'm hosting a product styling workshop next month. And this is something I've been wanting to do because businesses have come to me and they're like, I don't know how to shoot my content. I don't know what type of pictures to take. So I was just like, let's make a a day out of it and let's shoot content together. So with that comes, you know, other streams of income but I also need to grow my team. So it's also recognizing that take when to pay attention to certain parts of my life and also recognizing when I need to hire help so I'm able to grow. And I think that, mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest things that I was telling, I was when I first started my business, I'm like, I can't have a team. No, I can't have a team. Like I am not, I do not want to be a small business forever. I want to grow my business. I want to grow my team. I want to have a 10 person team because we are all deserving of this. We are all deserving of having team members. We're all deserving of hiring and outsourcing. You know, I feel like sometimes, especially in our Latino community, we've been so prone to like 
think small and we shouldn't we should not be thinking small we should be thinking big like what is the biggest thing i could do for myself this year for my business and i have i have that i want to make 100k this year i want to have my team i want to grow my client list i want to collaborate and partner with more brands with more people because i know i can and i know i deserve it because i've been working my little booty off so <laughs> it's just those things that make me realize that once that growth happens, I'm able to find more time for my family too. But I hope that answers your question. I do try to find those moments where I give everything the intention and intentional time and attention it deserves. Amen. Um, We're manifesting to growing teams. Cassie Adulting will have a team as well. (laughs) We need the people. We need the people. My word my word of the year is abundance. Abundance and money. Health is important because without health, I can't do, I can't, we are not able to do none of this. Abundance is just joy, happiness, movement, just abundance and all the good. So that's my word of the year. And I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to live it Snap. to the fullest. Amazing. Yes, ma'am. Well, I have no further questions. I'm going to go journal and manifest the creative content planner. Give a little plug for that. Tell the people. You know, oh we'll put goodness. a link in the show notes. So first of all, I have the best community. They have been so supportive of my planner. The way that people hype me up, I absolutely love it. And this is just comes with how you show love to your community because they'll show it back. Mm-hmm. And like I just mentioned, having respect for the different avenues of your life. I show my community the respect that they deserve because they show me so much more. But the creative content planner almost didn't happen. So I started creating it with my graphic designer far too late into the year. Um, (laughs) And then I wanted to print it out on Amazon. Amazon did not support the type of planner I have because fun fact, mine is landscape. Mm. Um, Amazon only does portrait. Um, mode or whatever you want to call it. So Amazon was out of the question. I was so excited. I had my uncle here who was so supportive too. We're like going through the through the questions and everything until bam, like they don't support this type of uh, this type of book. So I was trying to work with someone here locally in LA, California. I'm like, let me support a local business. With it's very expensive. It's very expensive. So I had to outsource outside of the country. I was emailing I don't know how many how many vendors and I was not sleeping for like two weeks straight um and but it happened my husband even was like maybe you should just wait until 2025 I'm like what (laughs) did not I did not put so much love work dedication hours into this planner for it not to come to life I'm like it's going to happen and we're going to do it so finally I got a good vendor that aligned with my budget and everything but this this planner is truly everything and more and people have told me just how much they absolutely love it there's really nothing else like it um i really wanted to do a calendar planner sorry where people can come and just plan their content right i love to write things down i am a pen to paper type of girl uh but one of the biggest things i wanted to share was all my tips about creating content and how to better connect so on the first pages i know people can't see me but i'm showing you (laughs) like the first few pages talks about how to plan your content planner and then it goes into i like to say humanize to monetize because you really need to humanize your brand to monetize Mm -hmm. off of it and i love to give storytelling tips like literally tips or post ideas of what you can post on your social media to help you amplify and help you connect more with your community because that is so important. And then I even go as far as sharing more tips on how to grow your community. Um, one of my biggest tips I always like to share is make sure you're answering back to all of your comments, all of your DMs. People are busy nowadays. When people are taking five seconds to comment on my post, to hype me up, to DM me, um, I always like to answer back with an intentional response. Um, so it's just one of those things where I did not want to gatekeep anything, everything and everything that I know. And I've, 
I've personally used for my clients, for myself, it's on this planner. And I've learned so much more since creating this. So I can't wait to see what 2025 has in store. But you can still get yours on my website. It's on Amazon. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I My goal is to sell these out by, Amazing. by next month. So it's I'm happening. Excited. I'm going to go get one and yeah. we'll also Thank link you. it in the show. So you all can get one. Um, Thank let's you sell so them much. out, guys. Let's sell them out. Okay, yes. what are your rapid fire questions that I'm going to rapidly fire think in my head? What's your favorite novella? Oh my gosh. Amigas Rivales. <laughs> I remember that one. Oh, okay. it's from maybe the, the two, early 2000s. Café Bucelo, Café La Llave, or Pilion? Mm, café de. Say that again? Café La Llave. Café Bustelo or Pilion? Pilion. Okay, that was my grandma's favorite. Um, <laughs> J-Lo or Shakira? Shakira. Your favorite Pitbull song? Oh my gosh. It was one of my fa- favorite songs too when I used to go to Vegas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of the name. Oh my gosh, okay. No. Motel Hollywood. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That one. <laughs> yes. Period. Oh, yes. Univision or Telemundo? Univision. Period. Punto com. We don't say period anymore. We say punto com. <laughs> punto com. What's your favorite Latinx meal? Um, Gosh, that's so hard because I love to eat. Um, I would say chilaquiles. Oh, so good. I love those too. Every time I go eat breakfast, brunch, if there's chilaquiles, I will most likely get that. Red, then, green, I don't care. <laughs> and your favorite Latinx creator? Okay, this isn't exactly a creator, but it's a platform. We all grow Latina. Um, yes. Just because they have opened up so many doors to so many of us. I have worked with them as well and they've opened up doors for me too to work with brands um so definitely to we all grow latina um and you know what all of my clients clients if you're listening you're my favorite <laughs> well, if you have anyone that you would like to see on the podcast let us know and we'll reach out anyone you think would be a good fit okay oh Janet. Okay. i'll your whole list thank yeah. you girls so thank much thank you for having so me. much so for much joining fun. us we of course loved chatting with you we love following you everyone listening go give janet a follow give las mamacitas a follow what's your yeah and where can they find you so you can find me under my personal page jans underscore spring and then my business page, Jan Spring Design, and then Las Mamacitas underscore Las Mamacitas. Um, all of those three pages, I'm in all of them present. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But thank you so much for your support. But I appreciate you girls so much. I had so much fun. I hope that my conversation with you resonated, and I hope that I brought exactly what you were looking for. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We're so grateful for Janet, another amazing guest that we've had. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast and go hang out with a Latinx person today. Go meet someone new. See you next week. Yay. Thank you.